The Mr. B.S. Show? What fresh hell is this? What? Do these imbeciles think I'm some lowly party clown pulling endless handkerchiefs from my jock for their bloody amusement? Um, the check just cleared. Shit, it did. <laughs> well, that certainly changes things. <clears throat> Hello, dear listeners. I am your resident clown prince of crime, here to welcome you to the Mr. B.S. Show podcast. If you dig your time here, consider following these gents on Twitter, at Matt Siebert, at Midnight Smoke One, or together at the Mr. B.S. Show. Please do enjoy your day. Now you're sure it cleared, right? Gosh, I hope we're recording that. We're not Alfred. What did I say? A-B-R. Always be recording. What's up? Nine, man. Chili. Chili? You're cold? I don't believe him either. No, we chili. No, we we chill. We chili. But it is not chili. It is definitely not chili. It is definitely not chili. And you're definitely not hip by trying to sound like that. Stop. Hip? You're like, <laughs> yo, man, what's hip? What's happening? Okay. gonna make a fucking chocolate milk and put fucking i got this hot hershey's chocolate and put it in my water bottle and shake it up and then i realized that water isn't milk <laughs> i almost fucking did it out there Ew. <laughs> don't choke i almost put fucking hershey's chocolate in my water it was fucking really cold because it was in the fridge so it looked white and i was like ooh, chocolate milk <laughs> like oh shit i'm glad i didn't waste the water that would have sucked <laughs> all right we ready to go I yeah. think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm not actually sure, but are we ready to go? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm not sure either, but we're going to see what happens, man. Okay. Hey, this is Matt. And this is Steve. This is Augie. And this is another episode of the Mr. BS Show. Yeah, dude, we made yeah. another one. Didn't see that coming, did you? I certainly did. Yeah, the funny thing is my brain has this program in it, so when I start the show like that, it wants to say the episode number, and I've given up on the episode numbers, so, like... <laughs> you should have started making a... shit up. They make, it a, they make it a weird, funny, like, letter. Welcome to episode two of the Mr. Yes Show. <laughs> yeah. Nobody will know the difference. They're like, oh, shit, there's a new show. <laughs> Just change it. Oh, shit, time. son. <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Yes Show, this is... If you're here for the first time, a show where people get together and people? say hopefully funny things that make them and you laugh. This isn't a lack of like energy or enthusiasm on my part. It's a it's a tone of confusion and mild annoyance at the fact that this is your first show and what the <laughs> f- took you so long. 
and quite honestly, I'm a little bit annoyed, hey, but hey, that's okay. that's not okay. on you. That's a me problem. It's okay. It's this okay. is a me issue. Yep. Um, so I just want you guys to know that I forgive you for being here for the first time. Yep. Um, it's okay. And we welcome them. Yeah, open arms, yep. Steve Perry style. Yeah. Um, so Big all hug. of those things. Uh, all of those things. Wusa mm. and Zupa. Okay. Listen. So anyway, Mr. BS show, comedy show. Hopefully you'll laugh. Yeah. Let's get rolling with Idioms for Idiots. Oh, fuck yeah. Is, is there music? No. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Idioms for Idiots. It's a sexy groove that gets your body moving. Yeah. Mm. Idioms for Idiots? I don't even know what the fuck it is. Jesus Christ! I think that's. I mean, it was episode two, so I mean, it's it's natural that we would be rusty. You know, we just started one, so yeah. I mean, we just this was a structure today. Is a is a segment. Yeah, that's what it was—a segment where we read from a book that our good friend Octopus Caveman gave us years ago. Yeah, called a dictionary of American idioms. And we tell you a funny origin story about different idioms mm-hmm. that we pick from this book. And then we tell you the real definition of the idiom, and hopefully it's hysterical. Or <sighs> educational at the very least, man, because this is a learning podcast, right? Um, I learn things every week. I mean, I that's not the same thing. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm picking a letter. So, heck yeah, random letters. What's the most random letter you can come up with, Matt? Uh, G apparently. G is a pretty random number. It's so random. It's, it's so middle. random. It's not a number. There's an ant on my freaking thing crawling up the thing. God damn it! Kill that. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Get your act together. Well, I know, but there's an ant in here. We gotta get rid of it before it gets inside food or tells the that's other ones. The, that's the idiom. Oh, 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 the the idiom. Oh, okay, okay. I got this, man. I know all about this because I am a professional actor. Like no shit, dude. So to get your uh, act together is when you're trying to get all your props, your costume, your makeup, and your lines like pristine and stuff for that audition, man. So. Getting all your stuff is to get your act, like, ready for it. So getting your act together is, like, right before your audition. That's what getting your act together means. No, no, you see what it is, is huh. get your act together. It's actually uh, an acronym, A-C-T. It's oh. get your uh, air-cleansing teeth yeah. cleansed. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, it's it's a it's an old kind of like acronym like that we have to tell that dentists used to tell their uh, patients all the time. It was like code for like you know yeah hey, go gotta get your act together. <laughs> it's They're starting to, it's starting dentist. to smell. You gotta get your act together. Old timey dentist talking. <laughs> um, your halitosis is wafting through your teeth. Get them clean because they were all like wooden stuff. So they were like rotted out. It all makes sense. What? Yeah. Wood? Wood teeth, this is man. 1776. Well, not now. Who says get your teeth together now? Right? No one? Exactly. Nobody. I mean, man. literally no one ever? No. 
I mean, it, maybe at one point. I mean, I just did, so there's one. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Heck yeah. yeah. That's a fair statement, Steve. At least one person has said that. Did Steve make a fair statement and put it on the polls? <laughs> First, get your act together. <laughs> Why don't you sign in and do the damn polls? Oh, fuck. Okay, to get one's act together is to control one's performance at work or in one's personal affairs more efficiently than before. Efficiently? Like you teach your man efficiently. Oh, 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 so to do better than what you did before. So to get your act. So yeah, so like that makes sense though. Why the dentist would say that then? Because like you know, get your act together. Your teeth will be better than they were before. You got your act together. Exactly. It does make sense. Damn it, you're smart. Our next idiom is queer fish. Queer fish, man. (laughs) This only happened once. (laughs) It was a Friday night. I was alone. And Friday around here, we get fish fries. And I was pretty damn hungry. So when I got home and I opened up the container, there was two fish 69 in each other, man. It was fucked up. Some queer ass fish I ate. Steve, do you like fish sticks? I love fish sticks. Are you gay fish? What? No. I'm not. What? No, I'm a person. Like a human. But you love fish sticks. Yeah, they're like amazing, dude. So so you're gay fish? No, I'm a, I'm a bi-human. I mean, fish sticks are good and all. I mean, I could probably fit like two or three of them in my mouth at a time. Not, but not frozen, not gay, but, but like warm. But you're not a gay fish. No, no, not, oh. not at all. Okay. Yeah. Well, a queer fish is a noun for a strange or unusual person who does odd things. Oh, that makes sense. Why not just say they're odd? Well, because there was a time many, many moons ago when the word queer simply meant odd, not homosexual. Oh. That makes sense. As a point of fact, the terminology queer towards the gay community likely started in that fashion because they added, acted in what was perceived as an odd way, so they were described as queer. Hmm. And then they took it back and they owned it. And so now queer is powerful. But Hell the yeah, it is. point being that there was a point in time when it was not about your sexuality. There was a time when it simply was used socially to describe odd people. That's so strange. I mean, I get it, but all odd people? Like anybody? Yeah, but oh, you're yeah. taking that again off the basis of your current usage of the term, which has a derogatory, former derogatory usage. Yeah. It was simply like calling somebody weird. It literally, like using the word weird... Just replace it with queer. That's it. That's the level and extent of the use of the word. No shit. It just, it literally just meant weird. Damn, I learned something. And then eventually it changed. That's how words change definitional term, change definitional space. 
because eventually people start using them differently. So there was, you know, a, a long time where the word was perfectly naturally, socially, acceptably used as a substitute for weird. That's it. So just like the word evolved through the English language, this podcast has evolved and taught us something. So it is a learning podcast. I was right. You were wrong. Point to me. Augie, are we on the next site? Oh, wrong game. Damn it. And now it's time for Mr. McTuggins Tales. Mr. McTuggins Tales is where uh, we go to the forest that our former show cat and show mouse created. And it's a magical space where we can go on magical trips to different places and uh, hear different things. And oh, just shut up and enjoy it. (laughs) This week, we're doing Batman dice. These are the dice that we roll in the night. These are the stories which we create from those dice. These are Batman dice. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck, yes. That was oh. fucking cool as shit. I like it a lot. It's supposed to be like Darkwing Duck, but I, you know, I lost it. Dark it's hard Wing to do Batman Duck. and Darkwing Duck. They're two disparate characters. Well, they're, they're supposed to be. Yeah. One's a duck. I, I know. <laughs> one's one, literally one, a duck. One's a human. One's a duck. <laughs> one point, Stephen. Right? One's you know which one. Yeah, duck. Do I? I hope so. If not, all, all, all hope is lost. All <laughs> hope is lost. <laughs> okay. So, Batman Dice, folks, is where um, I have a set of dice with a bunch of Batman pictures on them. And we, I roll them, and then the, the boys make up stories based off of what's on the dice. And they have to incorporate the things on the dice into their story. Those are the only limits, other than it has to be about Batman uh, in some form or fashion. And so now we will sit back, relax, and let Steven go first. Oh, shit balls. Okay. I guess Steven goes first. The Tale of the Batman Dice Act 13 The Penguin was able to hack and steal the Batmobile while Batman was beating the crap out of a thug in an alleyway. The Penguin then drove the Batmobile all the way through the Batcave per its GPS because though Bruce Wayne isn't a magnificent genius and detective, he never clears his GPS history. Getting through or going through files, he steals one on the scarecrow. Uh, oh, I totally missed the whole thing there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the penguin finds a file cabinet and going through the files, he steals one on the scarecrow. Then a click of the bat utility belt is heard. After some time, tick tock, tick tock. That's the little sand thingy there. Oswald Cobblepot is apprehended and tied up for dirty, dark things to happen to him in 
The Batcave Return of Oswald Cobble's Pot. That's all I got. I'm going to do the right thing. Yay, I got a little applause. I'll take it. It wasn't the right thing, but I did it anyway. <laughs> I, I appreciate even you. I appreciate you not doing the right thing. All right, Augie, see if you can salvage any of this. Nope. <laughs> I will do my best. I hopefully no. did not partially understand the. Uh, I mean, no, no pressure at all. This no is not, not reliant on your sole performance at all. Okay. So this is the story of the Batman dice. The story is about one of the times Batman and Penguin fought and the Penguin got the upper hand. Batman had just beaten Penguin's goons and was going in for the final takedown when Penguin hit Batman with Scarecrow's fear toxin. Batman now being relatively subdued, Penguin stole his utility belt, which gave him access to the Batmobile, which he made Otto drive him to the Batcave. While in the Batcave, Penguin began downloading bat files off the bat computer. Some of the files include the weaknesses instructions on how to neutralize the Justice League. Meanwhile, back in Gotham City, Batman is still fighting off the effects of the fear toxin. It's a race against the clock. Will Penguin take down the Justice League or will Batman stop him? See, that's why that's why you need to be here more. <laughs> Very fucking good. Alright, so I know Augie's bringing his A-game to these things. Alright, motherfucker. Now I'm, I know. Steve? I don't... I'm, Augie, that, forgive that, me that's if my I'm excuse. being rude, but no. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that wasn't Augie's A-game. That was like Augie's B or C game. He God wasn't really it. giving it his all for that story. It was fantastic, but I'm going to assume Augie didn't spend days, months, or weeks writing it. No, because we just got the picture. Right. So his A game would be like a month's worth of work, and then you'd come back, and it would be a fully fleshed out movie. Oh, he sweet. gave you uh, about ten minutes of his time, and gave you <laughs> four times what you. Did. <laughs> well, now knowing that we don't have to get an A game, what can we give a C game or a D? We're good. This is fucking no, no, awesome. You need to give an A game. Oh fuck! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Augie only needs to clearly bring a C game. Fuck balls, man. You and your non-completely inebriated brain. We need the... Okay, well, uh, folks, if, again, if you're new, I don't generally do Batman Dice stories because they're stupid. Mm -hmm, so, right. fooey on you. <laughs> but I, however, will do one. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, that... apparently Leroy wants to do one. Fuck yeah, Leroy. I didn't even know he wasn't going to be on today. This is awesome. Woo! <laughs> all right, all right. Yes, it's going to be great. Hey, guys. I wrote me a Batman story, too. This is from them dices. Yes, this is awesome. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Once upon a time... Uh, oh, sorry. This is... Uh, this is my tough voice, okay? Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Do, uh, so don't be alarmed, okay? It's okay. going to be real scary. Okay. Okay. This is the Batman Dice story. That was tough. Okay. Was. <clears throat> you got this. Once upon a time, 
in the Batman dice story, there was a man named Leroy who was all tied up. And it was because he'd had one hell of a shack of fried night with a, a certain Mr. Bruce Wayne the night before. And he's still tied up, though. And I've been hollering for, like, Alfred for hours and hours. And that little man just didn't come around. So I untied myself using the what was left of, like, his Batman's utilities belt. <laughs> yeah. It was laying on the floor. <laughs> and I cut my way out of there. And I made my way down the steps, all trippity-trop-like. And to this, like, clock area, it, it had, like, a secret entrance or something. I don't think I was supposed to see it. But anyway, I made my way down to the Bat Cave, and there was Bruce. He was all dressed up like a bat. And so I told him that it was unfair that he had left me all tied up in the bedroom after a night's worth of ravaging. And he apologized profusely. And I said, well, that's fine. And then I, I put his mouth, uh, wiener in my mouth. And then he said, oops, I got to run off because the scarecrow has stolen some files from uh, Professor Gordon or something. And so I was like, all right, well, fine. Hurry up. I'll be waiting here. So I waited at the back cave for a coon's age. And then he came back. And he had this other feller in some sort of mask. Like, he looked like he was some sort of half-assed robber under his arm. I said, who is that there? You're supposed to come back here to me, whore. Not not bringing some other man with you. And he said, chill out, dude. It's not a big deal. This is just some henchman or something. I was like, well, whatever. And then I grabbed him and I shoved him up against the file cabinet. And I started sucking on his waiter. And then... He said, okay, I got to go. There's some dude named the Penguin who's doing terrible stuff. So I sat there and waited and waited and waited. And he came back with another man in a mask and, uh, with a some sort of bird beak on his face, too. And it was silly. And I said, well, who's this then? He says, another henchman or something. And I was like, oh, fine, whatever. Suck some mooners and stuff. And then all of a sudden, he had his utilities belt, and I was tied up again. And... That's the last thing I remember when I was home. Huh. Those are those are a good story, man. Man, okay. Yeah. Oh, the end. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Good That's job. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's the way to do it. Okay. Well, that was so fun. Thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on and showing yeah. your story. I liked it. I think mine was was all right. It wasn't as good as as some of y'all's, but it was my first time, so I think it was all right. Anyway, I, I think it was okay. great. It was good. Toodles. Bye, Leroy. Bye. He's awesome. I like him when he comes on. All right. Well, there you go. We're gonna go to break now. Yeah, break. Hope you're all happy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm really happy. <laughs> We know. We can see. I know, right? You can't see everything because you told me not to show you below the desk. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do that anymore because <laughs> lawsuits. And break. Hey, I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are Because Fuck You, That's Why, the podcast that's all about playing games and having fun. Our games are mostly based on British panel shows or British game shows, but we'll play just about anything that catches our attention and imagination. Our show is all about laughs, so please come by and have a great time. Why? Because, because fuck you, that's why. why. Alrighty.
And we're back. How about that wonderful thing that you heard? It was so informative and or entertaining, I'm sure. Yeah, things. Maybe it impressed you. It could have been an impressive thing. Ooh. Oh, like, like, oh, the thing I'm not supposed to talk about on the internet anymore. I forgot. Never mind. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But famous people that say our show's name or a facsimile of our show's name in the case of certain people. Those are exciting, too. You might have heard one of those. Probably didn't, but you might have. Who knows? Anyway, it's time for Steve's stories. Oh, shit. Steve's stories. They're fucking stories. He's gonna put some stories in your fucking face. Stories. Welcome to Steve's stories. Yeah, this segment is where not just myself, but a member of our wonderful team will entertain you with a story. This week, we shall choose Augie. Oh, I gotta tell a story now? Yeah, okay. you gotta tell a Why story. Why is it all randomized and shit? It's, it's, right? Like, Do you want to do it in order? We can start with Augie. <laughs> 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 and then we'll go to somebody else after. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... However, it's your it's it's your segment, dude. However Sweet. you want to do it, my fault. Yeah, it's all good, man. I I, I like uh, what's a constructive cri- cri- criticism, constructive criticism. Cri- criticism. All right. Yeah. Well, I do in fact have a tale to tell. Ooh. In fact, this tale begins within the self-proclaimed center of the multiverse, the city of Sigil, aka the city of doors, aka the City of Secrets. It's early morning, and the newly formed Adventurer's Guild, Lamba Squad, had just sat down at the local tavern for breakfast. At that same moment, a paper airplane carried through one of the open windows by an auspicious wind, flies in, and lands on their table. Before the Adventurers had a chance to respond, the paper airplane began to flip and fold itself until it took the form of an origami swan. Then, it spoke. To anyone who receives this, we require dire aid. A foul corruption has taken root in our realm, and threatens to quite literally tear it apart. The swan goes on to promise a large sum of gold and titles to land, should those who take up the challenge succeed. The party, newly formed, light in the coin pouch and itching to make a name for themselves, decided the risk was worth the reward. The swan unfolded, revealing a map leading them to the last working portal that would take them there, an old condemned library in downtown Sigil, scheduled to be demolished soon. Time was of the essence. Upon arriving to their destination, the squad came to the conclusion that the interior of the library would make it far too difficult for the whole party of seven to attempt to quietly search for the portal without attracting anything still living in there. It is Sigil, after all. Who knows what kind of abyssal creature decided to make this place its lair? Not to mention the building was condemned and scheduled to be destroyed, so having someone outside to make sure they don't all get trapped inside and crushed to death wasn't a bad idea either. So the squad split into two teams. The first team comprised of the stealthiest of the squad formed the scouting party, a human cleric named Kaiben, a human bard named Rowanstar, and their team leader, an elven ranger named Claire, accompanied by her faithful hound, Noah. The plan was for them to scout ahead for any possible monsters, traps, and of course, the portal, then report back. 
This meant the second team who had to wait outside was comprised of all the loudest and proudest heavies. A half-elven sorcerer named Mumbles. <laughs> a half-orc barbarian named Katona. A human fighter named Kapachi. And finally, a tiefling paladin named Lita. Big boys and girls with big muscles and bigger weapons, ready to breach like SEAL Team Sigil just as soon as the order was given. So they waited. And waited. <laughs> and waited. They sure are taking their time in there, said Kampachi. Maybe we should go in. What do you think, Mumbles? Mumbles' response was a multitude of complicated hand gestures, facial expressions, and zero words. Mumbles, as it turns out, was a mute. Though he was making some very good points in his speech, it was cut short by the expressionless blank stares of his allies. He let out a disappointing sigh, points to the door, and nods. The team was in agreement. No one left behind. Something happened to the rest of their party, and they were going to find out. But they had to hurry, as they knew without having someone standing guard outside meant they risked being inside the building while it's being demolished. They had to act fast, so they readied themselves, then one by one, they entered the library. It was dark, the air was stagnant. The only source of light came from the open door behind them, then, and the deeper into the building they went, the darker it became. This wasn't much of a concern for three-fourths the party, as they were able to see in low light up to a modest distance. However, Kanpachi, being an unremarkable human, couldn't see anything and kept tripping over debris left, or left scattered throughout the building. Not having purchased a lantern to light his way, and not wanting to give away their position even if he did, he was forced to rely on his teammates to lead him through the pitch-black void. They took much delight in running him into every wall they possibly could. Stumbling through the darkness, avoiding pitfalls that led to dark unknown, and fending off vermin looking for their next meal, they were as subtle as a bunch of guys wearing clanking metallic armor stepping on centuries' old floorboards could possibly be. That is to say, not at all. Not even a little bit. If they weren't banging into the walls and door frames, they were being obnoxiously loud, arguing directions with each other. Finally, they happened upon a large open door, on the other side, they see a landing overlooking an abnormally large room filled wall-to-wall -wall with 12-foot-high bookcases arranged in an intricate maze design. There was a rusty spiral staircase off to the side of the landing that led down onto the maze entrance. On the interior wall next to the doorframe, a familiar arrow embedded into the wood. It was a note wrapped around its shaft that reads, Don't climb the shelves or face the librarian's wrath. This dire warning would have surely given the team a better understanding to what lies ahead had the dumbest and least illiterate of the party had not been taking the lead. You see, due to her illiterate upbringing combined with her prideful orcas heritage of smash first, smash again later, Katona found reading even simple common words, let's say, difficult. Without so much as a second thought, she eats the note in defiance and gains a single elven-made arrow. The party made their way down the stairs and entered the maze, oblivious of the potential danger that lies ahead. The maze's path led straight north, the darkness so heavy that even those blessed with dark vision could barely see. The party moved slowly and methodically until they found themselves at a four-way intersection. At its center, a stone tablet, and etched onto its surface was ancient Sylvan. Behind them now, in the unseeable distance, they hear a loud mechanical click. The sound of grinding wood and metal followed by one last mechanical click. They were locked in. The party took a good look down the shadowed hallway, then back to the tablet. 
then to each other because they knew they fucked up. <laughs> they fucked it all up. <laughs> That's where you're ending it? That's well, perfect. It's yeah. a great cliffhanger. Oh my god. <laughs> so we're just stuck in this hallway right now? Fuck. All right. You're a good storyteller. Yeah. All right. I think that takes us to Sheboygan. Oh, shit. Sheboygan, Sheboygan baby. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Sheboygan scanner, boys. Something like that. You got anything? <laughs> Sheboygan scanner is uh, a ripoff from Kevin Smith and Smodcast where they went to somewhere in Canada, and we go to Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And we read the Twitter feed of their uh, police scanner. So, uh, Sheboygan, Scunner Boys. Mm -hmm. At 23 westbound west of Hillside Road. Hillside. There's a large pothole. Oh, shoot. Oh. <laughs> There's Shit. so much going on right now that somebody wow. had to call in to the police. There's a hey. large ass pothole. Hey, police! Don't you know there's a little pothole over there? <laughs> pothole. The <laughs> <a> pothole. <laughs> update. Oh, shit! There's an update to it. Fuck. Oh fuck! This isn't good. It's gonna turn around. Both lanes are closed, and traffic has been diverted into the turn lane. Oh shit! That's, it that's, it got dark real quick. You know what that's, happened? That's not a pothole. That's a maw. Like no joke. Somebody was just cruising down the road, man. Didn't see that pothole. It popped their freaking tire. They went off. Probably started some freaking like multi-vehicle accident. All because nobody took care of the roads in Sheboygan properly. Do you know? I think it's like a pit, like an endless pit. That's like like forming. a hellmouth. Yeah. Oh like shit! Hellmouth. Hellmouth in Sheboygan. Yeah. Oh fuck! It is a hotbed uh, for evil. You, you guys, that's not that's not how it's pronounced. Sorry, it's Helmuth. Oh, Helmuth. 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 Sheboygan. Sheboygan. <laughs> It's a Helmuth. Helmuth. And the oh. Helmuth. It's a Helmuth. <laughs> I've never seen one before. It's a Helmuth. <laughs> Sheboygan Scanner Boys. Mm. At Woodview Avenue? Oh, shit. I don't even know Avenue. where the fuck they are, man. Shit. Check welfare. Woman has been sitting in the same position in her garage with the door open for 10 hours. Wait a minute. So she's been just chilling there for 10 hours? That's an exaggeration. Or, or this is just blatant, like, negligent. <laughs> Either she's not been there for 10 hours, <laughs> or someone should be fired. Right? I mean, maybe it's just she's just, like, in awe because her welfare check is way bigger than she <laughs> thought it was. Maybe that's all. She's just like, holy fuck. No, Look no, at no, all the, the money they welfare check saved. is to make sure she's still alive, Stephen. I you don't she... get welfare checks if you're dead. I think she senses the Helmuth opening. <laughs> she can Dude. feel the he the gates of Helmuth coming up. <laughs> you don't get welfare checks. <laughs> well, you don't. I mean, I don't think you get any checks when you're dead. I mean, you're dead. <laughs> Why would they send you? A welfare check on a radio call means check to see if the person's alive. What? Not, no. Not welfare check. What? <laughs> Oh my god, I just realized what he did. <laughs> it's a check. It's a check welfare, not a welfare check. 
Oh, not like the bank. No, and... to check your welfare, not to sign your welfare check. <laughs> okay, then yeah, we should probably check on her. She's been there for ten fucking hours, <laughs> like not moving. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think we're past the point of uh, is that person okay? <laughs> it's that hell booth. I'm telling you. <laughs> Fuck. I love that in Steve's world, she went to pick up her welfare check, and it was too small, so she's just staring uh, at the wall. Why is that? It was too big, and she was just in shock. I was going the she, positive she's way. In garage. She's like, oh my god, look how much money is here. This is amazing. What should I get? And she just went into, like, one of those, like... You know, you know those fogs of like daydreaming where you're like, if I had endless money, I would get, I'd start here and get this, this, and this, and then I would get this, this, and this. That's what happened to her. She's looking at her welfare check, like, fuck this fucking kid. I can, I can afford mac and cheese for like fifty bucks. This other ten thousand they threw in here on accident, bitch. I can fix, I can fix the garage. I get the plumbing all done. I get the painting done in the room. Get that leak fixed and shit, and get a TV. <laughs> If Fuck. she hadn't driven through the house, to be fair, she wouldn't need to do all those repairs. That is true. But that bitch hit that fucking pothole and ran to the fucking house and fucked up the whole goddamn thing. Because <laughs> Sheboygan can't keep their fucking roads fucking uh, maintained and shit properly. Fucking douchebags. <laughs> Sheboygan's scared. <laughs> yeah. At End Park. End oh, Park. I've been to End Park before, man. You ever, sure you ever you gone have. parking with a girl at End Park? Yeah. Mm. Ram you, end, it. Um, you end up with crabs. <laughs> crabs. Hey, Steve. But crabs. Yeah. 11 year old boy was hit with sticks and has back pain. I've never. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if you get hit by something, <laughs> especially multiple, obviously, because they said sticks. That's how... Do you think somebody just came up to him and just threw like a handful of sticks at him? Or do you it's think the, somebody. It's the rise no, of no, Cthulhu I think he just got his ass <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's the rise of Cthulhu at Hellmuth. It's causing people to go crazy. Some of them are just staring at the wall. And then some of them are beating each other with sticks. <laughs> yes. They're going... All hell's broken loose. All hell's broken Literally. loose. All the hell moose. All, all hell the devil moose. <laughs> what? The devil moose. They're the hell moose in Sheboygan. Moose. <laughs> I did say moose. moose. Devil moose. <laughs> Beelzebuth. 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 <laughs> yep. Hold on, where's my notebook? Beelzebuth. Beelzebuth. <laughs> Sheboygan Scudder Boys. <laughs> at the Walmart in Plymouth. Well, that's never a good sign. Yeah, at the Walmart it's never is a good sign. <laughs> Specifically the one on Plymouth, dude. This one's always messed up. Right? Woman in her 20s is weak. You say weak. <laughs> well, that's rude. <laughs> Just called her up to shit talk. <laughs> yo, this yo. bitch right here at Walmart. Yo, 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 everybody check it out. Yo, yo, this bitch is weak. Fucking <laughs> security guards there on the radio. You can't even shit. carry your own bag. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, he's just a security guard to fucking Walmart in the radio. Yo, everybody check this o- shit out. Officer Vance to dispatch. <laughs> Officer Van, uh, dispatch the van. Dispatch copies. <laughs> Yo, this this bitch is re- weak. Copy that. Copy that. No, we're just like a report. Bitch is weak. Bitch is weak. Walmart. Calling all cars. Bitch calling all cars. Bitch is weak. This bitch, bitch is weak. weak. Anybody in the vicinity of Walmart, Sheboygan, this bitch is weak. On Plymouth, there's <laughs> two WalMarts. Don't forget, Stephen. Oh shit, the bigger the bigger Walmart in Plymouth. My bad. Just <laughs> tell everyone else. Rick, do a roll by. This bitch is weak. <laughs> Sheboygan's good. <laughs> 
This next one makes no sense. Oh, awesome. I love those. Okay. Those are the best ones. Scunner Boys. Yeah. At the Harbor Center Marina. Oh, yeah. Mm. For the boats are. Motorcycle has crashed into the rocks. 25-year-old man has serious bleeding from his arm. I mean, first of all, you're not it's... supposed to be riding a motorcycle at the marina. You're supposed to be riding a fucking boat, douchebag. I mean, what the fuck you think is going to happen to you when you fucking ride a motorcycle off a pier into something? You're going to hit either water or a fucking rock. You kind of got one coming to you. Both. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, goddamn, man. No. No, he gets no sympathy from me, man. None. Not a single sympathy. It's Beazamuth in the Helmuth. He's throwing himself in the ocean. <laughs> he saw the Beazamuth. He saw the Beazamuth. <laughs> he threw himself against the rocks. But not in such a way that he killed himself. No, just no. to maim himself. Just, just, just to hurt himself. Just, just, to hurt just enough to make it sting. Like he got, got, got he got like really badly startled. He's just like, ah, oh, Beelzebub. Ah, fuck, I hurt myself. <laughs> it rolled off backwards yeah. off the cliff. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he was. No, he was coming into the marina to get to his boat, and then he saw Beelzebub. He goes, "Is that fucking Beelzebub?" And then he wasn't paying attention, and he like flew off the marina into some rocks. <laughs> Oh shit, Beelzebub strikes again! Oh shit, is that Beelzebub? I heard the Hellmuth open up this week. (laughs) At Sheboygan Clinic. The woman in her 50s has hyperglycemia. Failure to thrive. Um, here's the thing. (laughs) Um, Failure to thrive. Watch your sugar intake. I mean, strive for thrive, I guess. I mean, it's... it's it's yeah, I I I don't know what to tell you, clinical lady. I mean, hypoglycemia isn't that like too much sugar? No, not enough sugar. Not enough sugar. Hypo, yeah. Eat a Snickers. Eat a, <laughs> eat a Snickers. You're not you when you're, 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 you're hungry. <laughs> you're not you when you're hypoglycemic. Eat a Snickers. <laughs> That's the commercial when you're the, when you, the person is Beelzebuth, and then they eat it, and then they turn regular. <laughs> yes! Oh my god, this is what caused everything. The fucking pothole, the fucking motorcycle, all that shit, because this bitch would eat her goddamn Snickers. Eat Snickers. You're weak. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense. Hyperglycemic, Okay, Sheboygan Scanner, final, final thread of Sheboygan Scanners. thread. Well, that's good. I'm on my last final thread. At the Songbird Pond. Oh, dude, that sounds fucking beautiful to go chill at. Fire alarms activated. Never mind. Oh. I was fucking <laughs> mistaken by so much. And, wait a minute. Why are there fire alarms at a pond? You, you imagine oh. you're just at a pond and there's like a couple benches and then at a stake on the ground hooked to a wire and then a fire alarm, like a pull tab. There's nobody else around. This is a field. And you just hit that shit and just blares out of nowhere. Oh, that might be an atrium there. Oh. Update. Oh. Woman fell and injured her head. But that's not what you pull a fire alarm for. <laughs> like, that. oh, whoever pulled that shit is in so much fucking trouble. No, no, she was trying to fucking do that whole, like, uh-huh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this switch and run, and then she <laughs> hit it and then immediately slipped and ate shit. How much you want to bet? Because she's weak. Yes. How <laughs> much you want to bet? It was that chick. <laughs> Maybe it was 
<laughs> the Biels and Moose's oh, fucking update. soul going in update. there first. Oh, update. shit. Update. Second patient has fallen an injured head. See? That's what I'm thinking. It wasn't her as Beelzemus. I think Beelzemus is the one there pulling the fire alarm, freaking people out, and they're slipping out of hysteria and scared them. Scared them. What's the scared word Update. called? Oh, uh, a third Update. person? A third person. Man in his 20s oh. is lightheaded, dizzy, pale, and not breathing normally. He's going to fall, too. Oh, my God. He's a young smoker. <laughs> Wait a minute. Maybe there's just a gas leak. Has everybody ever thought about this? Like, this is three people happening I think, in the same spot. Yeah, I think spot. there might be a gas leak. <laughs> I'm starting to think this is actually, like, a real threat. There yeah, might be like, a gas leak going on there. No, we're just going to keep hearing updating people. We're not going to worry about it yet. Let's see what the next uh, call is. Update. The next sucker went in. <laughs> that's that's it. That's the. Oh, they gave up. They're just like... They put a plate of Snickers eh. at the center of it, and everybody's just kind of coming in. Just, It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Snickers, if you'd like to advertise the show, please contact us at the Mr. BS Show on Twitter. Yeah, we take money and payment in Snickers. Mostly money, though, please. I'll take a Snickers, though, on the side. I mean, he's not negotiating for us. Please contact me. We'll take money. Probably a smarter We can buy idea. Snickers with the money. Oh, shit, yeah. Let's get a Snicker money. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us on another wonderful episode of the Mr. BS Show. Um, for the Mr. BS Show, this is Matt. This is Steve. This is Augie. Have a wonderful everything. Later, guys. Bye.